Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 49, where we will not be bringing you an interview with the Casimir Show today, but it is a special show where we will be discussing everything you need to know about the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival that's going to be happening uh, happening this coming spring. So uh, today I'm actually joined again by uh, Katie. She was on the show a few weeks ago uh, discussing her time working as a, a cast member. She was uh, she was with us on episode 47, so just uh, a few episodes ago. So Katie is with us once again where we discuss everything you need to know about like the events that's happening at the Flower Garden Festival. And then on we're going to be discussing the foods that we want to try the most as well as the beverages because... We all know people do like to drink around the world over at Epcot, so so yeah, why don't we just uh, jump right into it and begin this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. No, yeah, I think it's a totally different experience. I think so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Nice. Yeah, it's... I, I don't really have, like, too much of a desire to even go, really, to be honest. You know, I never really, really did, but you can get crazy cheap flights out of Cincinnati. Um, so we just kind of were like, hey, we need to go somewhere. Disney's too expensive when we're already going, you know, in May, so... It's, go somewhere cheap no vegas is cheap so no i'm here yeah i've been looking at a lot of those cheap flights recently yeah. it's like okay what can i what can i get what can i yes. what can i get i need so. to go somewhere just not sure where <laughs> yeah but nice yeah vegas yeah that'll be that'll be fun so yeah it should be yeah it's definitely it's, a much needed break yeah I, I you definitely need to uh go somewhere else besides disney <laughs> so i mean I, lots of people tell me but <laughs> i don't know yeah no i said as long as i can go to disney once maybe twice a year i'm fine with going anywhere else i just need to you know win the lottery so i can do all of these trips yeah that's what i tell my wife i'm just no. like i'm just like hey let's uh let's do disney at least once and then and then that's it so yeah yeah, I just need my sure. fix. Just yeah. once. Just once. That's fine. Maybe <laughs> twice. Maybe twice. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could do it twice. So. Oh, gosh. But, uh, uh-oh. There's the dog that you were yeah, talking about. He, he's ready. He was just he was just laying down. 
right next to me. And I was like, oh, good. It's perfect. <laughs> but as soon as I start talking on the phone, he's like, oh, mom's up. I'll reply. I'll reply. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Should she go away? Oh, jeez. No, well, we can get it started. Um, I've already been recording, so we can kind of just like jump right into it. Um, but welcome back, Katie. Uh, we were talking uh, last week on the show about your time working at the Walt Disney Parks. So you're back again. So welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for helping me out with the uh, the Flower and Garden Festival preview. So appreciate for it. Sure. Yeah. So, so before we get started, um, I wanted to know what kind of festival experience you've had at Epcot because now they have technically four festivals: the uh, the flower, the sorry, the uh, Festival of the Arts, the Flower and Garden, the Food and Wine Festival, and then the I forget the holiday one. What it's exactly called? Festival of the Holidays? Do you remember what yeah, it's exactly called? Yeah, I think it's something, something like that. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't been to the only one I actually haven't been to officially is the Flower and Garden. So <laughs> definitely interested to see what we can uh, get with, see what we get to chat about today. I am more than a little bit familiar with Food and Wine Festival. Um, during my college program, actually, I was there. During the entire Food and Wine Festival, lucky for me, <laughs> um, and was able to pretty much experience everything that they had to offer, which was awesome. You know, they have those little passports you can get stamped and check off all of the food, and I'm pretty sure I got everything, or at least everything that I was interested in <laughs> trying. Um, so definitely interested or familiar with Food and Wine, and then I also have been to the Arts Festival. I did that last January, um, so. I like those two are definitely my favorites. I was around during the holiday festival as well, but didn't really have as much time to experience that fully like I would have wished. Okay. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I've I've only done the flower and garden and the food and wine. Um, I'm dying to get to the Festival of the Arts though. Um, I I grew up, I mean when I went to college for art, I that's what I do for a living. So I I wanna see all of everything that they offer there so at some point i need to get down in like january once the crowds kind of dissipate and uh just get down there for that so yeah for sure you definitely have to and january is a great time of the year to go because it's it's cooler it's not as brutally hot constantly yeah <laughs> so yeah and i know i hate the i hate the heat just give me i'll i'll take the cold i can i can bundle up it doesn't Same. matter to me yes exactly yeah, we're we're from parts of the parts of the country where cold just doesn't really bother us exactly so. <laughs> yep <laughs> for sure yeah cool so all right that's good to get your background so it's it's good to have you on the show today because I know you said you haven't been to Flower and Garden, but I want to know um, what you're kind of excited about to see. Um, I kind of had you kind of go through the list of things that there is to do and see what you're excited about. But uh, I also wanted to, since you have had festival uh, experience before, it's always good hearing tips that you can you can give out for the festival because I'm I mean I have my own but I'm sure you have you have others so I think there's a good I think there's a good balance for us today so yeah absolutely for sure yeah so so if if you guys don't know what the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival is it's pretty much a celebration of of the flowers and the topiaries that Disney pops up. Uh, they're all like Disney themed. Uh, I mean, throughout the whole park in uh, the, the entrance future world and throughout world showcase, they have beautiful topiaries, tons of just flowers and gardening everywhere. It's, I mean, it's, it's insane. The amount of work. Uh, I mean, I've, it's like Epcot just totally transforms into just something new. Um, and it's, it's definitely the, 
the best to me it's the best time to visit epcot because it's this is i feel like the really one like the one time where epcot dresses up um <laughs> because like the holidays like the for christmas i mean hollywood studios gets dressed up i heard i mean i haven't been there during christmas time but hollywood studios is apparently amazing now have you have you been there for that um, so I wasn't there. It was pretty cool when I was there during my program, which is the only time I was there during Christmas, but they've really stepped up their game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for example, like last time I was there, it was, what was that? Four years ago now. Um, and they still had the, uh, the Osborne family lights show and all of that still up. Um, and it was incredible. You know, I was just blown away. And so when they took that away, I was just kind of stuck thinking, okay, all right, Disney, I see you. What do you, what do you got planned then? Because <laughs> how do you top that? Yeah. Uh, and they have really stepped up their game. I just all of the photos I've seen, even just this past year, were just incredible at the studios. Yeah, I mean, Sunset Boulevard just totally transforms. And right. It's, yeah, and it looks just absolutely gorgeous, and it really, it really makes me want to see it. I'm I'm going in the first week of November this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping that I like we're there when they kind of start dressing up um, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios for yeah. the the Christmas time. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll probably I think we'll catch it because usually Disney they go right into Christmas. Yeah, it's like an overnight change. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm 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 optimistic that I'll be able to see Christmas at Disney for the first time. So oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Epcot, I, like I was saying, like this is kind of, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, to me, I feel like it's really the only time where Epcot really dresses up uh, in a yeah. way. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And it is, I mean, they do their fair share of Christmas decorations too, which would be the only other time that I could say that it, you know, quote, dresses up. But yeah. I think hands down, all of the topiaries and flowers and everything and I mean, just springtime in general is just insanely beautiful. So throw some Disney magic on top of that. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. For sure. Yeah. So I didn't mention the dates. So the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival uh, is actually starting uh, March 6th, which is this upcoming weekend as the airing of this show. Uh, and it's running through June 3rd. And you said you're going in May, correct? Yes. May 8th will be down there. Uh, so I'll be right kind of towards the end of it but it'll be up and running full speed so i i'm super super excited nice awesome so uh but yeah so the the flower garden festival it it like i said it's one of the most popular things are the topiaries that the disney horticulturists uh kind of take care of and if you're not sure what a topiary is it's pretty much like a a sculpture kind of made from either flowers or trees and stuff um so they have just they have I have a whole list of them. I'm not gonna run through all of them, but you got Anna and Elsa, you got Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, of course. Uh, you have Pluto, Goofy, Simba, Snow White, and Dopey. Uh, they even um, and the list it says Snow White and Dopey, so I'll be disappointed if it's just Dopey, because <laughs> the past the last year when he went, they had all seven dwarves. So I'm I'm hoping that was like one of my favorite ones. So uh, Figment's out, Captain Hook and Peter Pan. Uh, I mean, there's just tons of them, Buzz, Buzz and Woody. So, uh, but the topiaries are um, great to see, and I feel like, uh, as you know, you're big on Instagram. I, <laughs> I feel like these are made for Instagram. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 
definitely yeah. very uh instagrammable exactly that's the word. yeah so i'm i've been holding on to the photos that i took last year to start putting them up on my feed uh, this yeah. upcoming season <laughs> hey i definitely know how that is i keep don't tell anyone but i keep using photos for my trip last january yeah you know but it's fine i mean they never go bad <laughs> no no agreed well i since I, I started this podcast back in july and i've been using my instagram but like i went on a trip in march and i barely took like any photos and i don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me so i was like i could have really used a lot of photos right now for this for my account but anyways um well you uh, just have to stock up when you go back, back down i know that then. i plan on it <laughs> i i plan on it don't worry so um, but yeah, so uh, besides the topiaries, there's there's lots of different activities that you can do. Um, so first, there's like different garden spaces that you can visit and wildlife habitats. Uh, like I know you can see butterflies. Uh, and of course, everyone loves the, uh, the outdoor kitchens to get your, your food and drinks. Um, so similar to like the food and wine festival, there will be booths up. I mean, even the Festival of the Arts have that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also other exhibits like a how-to garden, and then there's tours that you can take, uh, and there will also be a really big concert series. So popular bands will come in to to do that. Um, so, uh, so I kind of want to run down just like a few of like the tours um, and exhibits that they have. Uh, I I had sent you a list, um, Katie. I'm not sure if you had run mm -hmm. through it at all, but were there any yeah. that you were specifically excited about? Uh, quite a few, honestly. I think they have some really cool things, and I think a lot of them are fairly new, too. Um, I mean, you can see the bamboo gardens in China, um, the floating mini gardens all throughout the Future World World Showcase on the ponds, you know, during that little... Uh, walkway yeah um, those are always going to be really cool to see uh, bonsai collection in the japan pavilion um and i think the thing i love most about epcot is that sure it's a theme park sure there's rides and everything but everything that they do they they try to teach you something it's such a cool learning experience too so um one thing i was super interested in uh they call it the honey bistro <laughs> um which is just hilarious and <laughs> it's uh basically learning about the importance of the honeybees um and how you know their hard work makes it possible to uh for us to have the wonderful honey yeah no great that was one of the, uh the ones that i would look forward to as well and it's they usually always have um cast members out and about mm -hmm. to uh, near each of these exhibits to kind of explain more of it um, like I said before, they're going to have the, the butterfly garden as well, where you kind of go in and, uh, they're all like encased in this big enclosure and you just kind of walk through it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot, I mean, there's even a, a play zone for the kids. If, if you want to do that, you can learn about, uh, tea. So over in UK pavilion, there is, um, uh, a twinings or twinnings. I, I don't know how they pronounce it. Uh, twinings tea. So they kind of talk about it and, funny story last year i was in the uk pavilion and uh i just i was in one of the shops and i heard some guy kind of practicing a speech and it, it was he was talking about tea but i had no idea what he was doing then i found out later that he was practicing to give the speech for one of these exhibits so oh cool yeah um but yeah so there's there's tons of stuff but i feel like i didn't do enough of that last year when i went i kind of just like went and ate that's that's all yeah, I did. <laughs> I think a lot of the focus for the festivals, I mean, obviously, food and wine festival is focused on the food and wine. But um, I think 
especially the arts and flower and garden, I think there's so much more to do that gets overlooked because everyone is just in their mindset that they're there for the food and the wine. Um, I think a lot of times they kind of assume they're all pretty much the same. And I'm guilty of it too. I had no idea what to expect from the Festival of the Arts when I went last year. Um, And I was just blown away by how much more there was to do. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I think uh, I think oh, people really need to take the time to do all the extra stuff too. No, for sure, and I think uh, I mean Disney. I, I'll I'll link uh, in the show notes uh, a huge list of of everything, um, but the like all there's all the like I said there's all these different exhibits throughout the park. Like if you there's this one called the Alpine Container Garden. So if you visit the the Germany Pavilion, you'll kind of learn about the alpine plants that have like adapted to survive in extreme temperatures and what they kind of use for windy balconies and cold weather climates and other landscapes over in Germany. So like it's just small little things like that where you can learn um and yeah, they have I don't know. They have a lot. I, I don't, because of time, I don't want to go through all of them. Um, but yeah, so make sure you stop and actually learn about some of these exhibits. And like I said, there's usually a cast member around. Uh, and like, if you go to Mexico, there's a tropical rainforest garden that you can learn about as well. So, uh, and if you go to the Morocco pavilion, you can learn about the spices. Um, so just find, find out more about these and see which ones might interest you. And, uh, check those out. So, um, so next, I kind of want to switch over to the Garden Rock uh, concert series and just kind of run through that. Um, now, there's there's a huge list of people that are coming um, because it actually they will be showing uh, seven days a week this year, uh, and the, the concerts they all take place at the American Gardens Theater. Uh, and the uh, that's over in the American Adventure Pavilion, uh, and they'll be showing at 5:30, 6:45, and 8 p.m. every single night. The festival is going on, so that's about 270 concerts. Um, so, so Katie, I didn't like I didn't list the thing that I gave you. I didn't list everything out there. But did you happen to look up who was playing while you were there? Um, I didn't look them up um i know during food and wine when i was there i did actually stop by a lot of the concerts um during the food and wine eat to the beat concert series is what they call it um and i mean my favorite was smash mouth came on and i totally was a 90s kid again and it was awesome (laughs) um but yeah i it's just so much fun and you don't even have to fully attend the concert too you don't have to go in and sit down anywhere even if you're just walking past it's an open pavilion so you can always catch a snippet of whoever is playing no matter when you go yeah well so i i just looked it up real quick so a flock of seagulls will be playing from may 8th to may 9th the marshall tucker band from the 10th through 11th Peebo bryson will be from the 12th to the 13th i don't know how long you're staying but uh those are some people that will be there um, nice. I've heard of Flock of Seagulls, but I'm kind of the the songs that they made are kind of not in my head right now. I don't know. I've just know the name, so okay. Yeah, I'm not not too familiar with those. So okay. We'll yeah. have to we'll have to see. Well, some uh, some hey, of the I big... don't know how much time we'll be spending in Epcot anyway, so true. <laughs> we might not be <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, I mean, some of the bigger ones that'll be there, like I grew up listening to Simple Plan, so Simple Plan will be playing. And then Air Supply will be there. They do the song, All Out of Love. I'm so <laughs> lost with that. You know, so they do that one. Rick Springfield will be there and Sister Hazel. 
Um, so yeah, you can do the Garden Rock series. There's a huge, again, huge list. I'm not going to run through all of them. Uh, but most of the people are playing uh, between one to three nights each. Um, and if you want, dining packages are available um, for for this. So if, what happens is if you were to book a dining reservation at uh, one, some of the restaurants, like Coral Reef is in there, Akershus, the Beer Garden, Chefs of France, Garden Grill, La Hacienda de Saint Angel, Nine Dragons, Restaurant Marrakesh, Rose and Crown, San on San on Hill Inn Restaurant, Tepanito Spice Road Table, Tokyo Dining, Tuto Italia, and Vienna Napoli. So, if you were to book any of those with a dining reservation, you can uh, get pr uh, premier seating for the Garden Rock series. So you don't have to worry about waiting online to go to the concert. Um, yeah, and that's actually something I definitely recommend. If you're there during a band that you really, really want to see, I highly suggest doing the dining plan too. I did that a couple times uh, during my program and it was, it was so much fun. Cause I mean, you have to eat anyway. So now you're going to get a really fun, usually pretty interactive meal. Um, and then you have, you don't have to worry about, Oh, well, if the concert starts at five 30, I need to make sure I'm there by four 45 to make sure I get a seat. You automatically guaranteed have seating at a concert at one of the concerts. So definitely recommend that if you're super worried about getting in to see your favorite band, check out a dining package yeah no i can't i can't agree more and it's i've done this for several other things that usually for like nighttime entertainment uh i haven't done it for like a concert series before but like it's so worth getting a dining package for one of these nighttime entertainments because you just you, you don't have that worry it saves you a lot of time so uh and you're you, like exactly like you said katie you gotta eat so mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, again, the, the Garden Rock concert series uh, will be going on um, uh, throughout the entire, every single night. So it's 270 concerts that you can check out. So um, so yeah, so I think what a lot of people care most about with the festivals, because I know that's what I think draws the people to the festivals, are the food and the beverages uh, that are there. Um, so before I kind of get into it, so if anyone listened to the food and wine festival preview that I did last August now, wow, that was, that was a while ago. Um, I kind of, what I did was I like going through each of the booths that will be there. Uh, and I not, I'm not going to list every single item that's at the booth, but I'm going to kind of, Katie and I will kind of pick out the favorites, like what we're excited about, um, and kind of go from there. Um, but thankfully like the food and wine there, there aren't as many booths, so it should be, <laughs> it should be a bit quicker than last year. Cause we, yeah, that was a longer episode. So, um, but before, before we get into the booths, Katie, when you, when you go to these festivals and you go to, uh, go to get one of the, go to the booths and get the food or drink or whatever, do you have any like tips that you can do before you even get to the festival? Or any tips during the festival for how to kind of tackle this? Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, I am absolutely a planner by nature. And so I will always, you know, pull out the list of everything. And only uh, this past year when I was there for food and wine, um, I discovered that there's actually a, an app available. It's not through the Disney app. I don't know that it's even technically associated with Disney. Um, but it's literally just called WDW Food and Wine. Um, and so I downloaded it 
and it had every single food and drink item available at the festival. And you can go in, you can, you know, filter by what kind of food you want. If you want gluten-free, vegan, there's even a kid approved filter you can check. Um, and you can kind of mark it down, put it on your wish list, see what other people are rating it um, and kind of get a good idea. I don't believe it has the prices, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but I thought it was fantastic for food and wine. And actually, I went back in it just because I was curious, and they actually updated it for every festival. So all of the food from the arts festival was there, and I just opened it up yesterday, and all of the food for Flower and Garden is already there too. So it can you can go through the list already, even months in advance, um, at least a month in advance, and look through what is there to offer and kind of mark off and you know kind of get an idea of what you want to try. There's even a map on the app that you can see, okay, hey, I want this item. Where is it located in the World Showcase? So it's a super fun app. It's free to download. Um, so I highly recommend that. Um, the only, I don't really do too much other looking into it ahead of time. Um, there is a blog that I follow, and I'm, I'm quite behind on it right now, but it's called the EZWDW blog. Um, and he, most of the blogs are, or most of the stories are kind of touring plans, but he does usually do a super detailed recap of every single food and wine item at the festivals. Um, and he'll post the price and he'll post if he thought, you know, how, what level of taste it was, if is it worth the cost, um, That's dedication. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> it's, uh, he definitely has a lot of time on his hands. Um, He's actually written a couple touring plan books, too, but I don't have any of his books. Um, yeah, his name is Josh, blanking on his last name. Um, but, yeah, EZWDW is kind of a blog that I, I kind of, at least I used to follow around. Like I said, I've gotten pretty behind on it. Um, and he'll do a lot of cool, fun breakdowns and, hey, you should try this, or, oh, this is not worth, like, not worth your time. So those are kind of my pre-festival tips and tricks. Nice. Yeah, that app has got has got to be super helpful. I've I've never heard of it, um, but I definitely need to check into that. Because um, yeah, usually like what I what I do is I I always again I always look at the food menus to see what's there because I don't want to show up to the parks just going in blind because I don't want to buy something that I think like I don't want to go to the first booth I see and then like pick out something I I may or may not like like. I need to know what I'm going to get because there's so many booths here and so many different foods that what I like to do is I like to make a top five of, okay, these are the five items I definitely want to try while I'm here. Um, so I kind of wait to go in between them. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of wait, like I, as I circle world showcase, whatever, I just kind of wait. It's like, okay, if I want to get this in Mexico, my next stop is Germany. So I'm not going to get anything in China. So um, that's kind of one of the biggest things that I like to do, but just like before I get to the parks. Um, and then also, if you want, you can also pick up a passport as well. Um, and now these passports, what they do is they do list all the foods and stuff inside and you can pick those up at the festival center or pretty much any of the food booths have them as well. And you can kind of stamp off the, the things that you've, you've eaten and drank. So Mm -hmm. um, do you have you done the passports in the past or no? Yeah, for sure. I love it. It's just it's a free little keepsake that you can do and you can kind of keep track. And that's another way if you don't want to be on your phone at the parks, um, you can just kind of flip through the little booklet that they give you 
um, and mark things off and say, oh, right, I totally forgot I need to go to France for this XYZ food, something. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I definitely have it. Um, and like I said, during my program, I, I'm pretty sure I filled up my entire passport. I think I still have it in one of my Disney keepsake boxes, too. So <laughs> uh, I, I love, love, love the passports. They're super fun. Always got to grab one. Yeah, I wish I, I lived near there so I can just try everything I could so I only get down there for like one or two days on that trip so I need to I need to make sure I get the stuff that I want so yes for sure um and then yeah I think so just some other random tips uh, I know I've mentioned this on the food and wine festival preview but I mean that was so long ago that I, I feel it's good to have a refresher is um if you're with someone or with a group share things because yes. it, because it'll save you a lot of money but you'll also be able to try more things so like most of the times i i go to these festivals i'm with my wife and we always get one thing and we split it and then and then we go on to the next one um do you kind of do the same thing oh yeah absolutely there's too many things to try to have everyone have their own and and yeah it's it's not cheap it, it you definitely rack up quite a high bill um get trying to get everything that you want so it's either be very very selective of what you get or um share with your friends share with your family i highly recommend the sharing yeah yeah also yeah with with the with the prices they're anywhere between usually each item could be anywhere between like maybe say like three of the lowest which mm -hmm. is definitely on the low end which we won't see as much could and it could go all the way up to like ten dollars, which is definitely on the higher end. But most items I would say are like five, six dollars about yeah, on average. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, and what's really good is is if you're on the dining plan, you can use your snack credits towards this. Um, so I know a lot of people they save all their snack credits for this for the festival. So uh, you could definitely save a lot of money there as well. Um. I was going to say something else. I had another tip in my mind and I can't remember at the moment. Oh, so another thing with the money is, like I said, if you want to set yourself a budget, they do have, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't, they have these like passes that you can actually load money onto. Yes. Yeah. So they're like, I think they're like wristlets or something, yeah. right? Yeah. They're little tiny baby gift cards and you can have it on a wristlet. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They make them kind of like a collectible um mm -hmm. items so yeah you could do that i think you can pick them up at the festival center of course uh and then you can load up some money onto there so if you're like okay i don't want to spend any more than 30 dollars, i'm going to just use this and then you're you're good to go so uh you can do that um but i think those are all like the big tips maybe more will come to me as we kind of talk through this but before we start with the the booths was there anything else you want to kind of throw out there uh, I think you covered it. Um, I Yeah, the only other thing I had, I was thinking about was, you know, put how much your budget is on a gift card, too. And that way, too, you don't have to constantly keep typing your password on your magic band or constantly getting your credit card out. Um, if you have that little wristlet magic or <laughs> wristlet gift card, it's always right there and easy to go. So I, that was the only other thing I could think of. I think we covered them all. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Uh, so, yeah, so let's get to the food booths. So... Uh, they they didn't Disney has not yet released the map of 2019 yet, uh, but I kind of went from 2018 and I think I think we're pretty good. So there's there are some new booths this year, but I just don't know exactly where they are yet. Um, so first we're gonna start with the new booths. So 
the very first booth this year is, or the one of the new ones is Arbor at the Gardener's Terrace. Um, now, was there anything that stuck out to you at this one, um, Katie? So on this one, I highlighted the smoked salmon stack with avocado, tomato, sour cream, caviar, and focaccia cristino. Um, big, big fan of smoked salmon. So would absolutely put this on my must-try list. Yeah, that one actually sounded really good. I didn't highlight it. Um, but I'm actually really glad you mentioned it because if I had to highlight one, I would have highlighted that one. Uh, but I actually, so usually each booth has like a, a few like uh, regular food items and then there's usually a dessert as well. Uh, and I highlighted the dessert on this one, which was the mixed berry butter, buttermilk cake served with apple cider sorbet. Uh, and to me, that just sounded amazing, and mostly because I don't think I love apple cider, and I don't think I've ever had apple cider cider sorbet. Uh, so I'm kind of dying to try that one. Yeah, so. it sounds like it would definitely cool you down too. I'm always oh. hesitant to try the desserts because they always seem so heavy, and then True. the heat is just not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least um, the sorbet will will help out with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot of beers and some ciders there, and they're they seem like there's lighter. Uh, they're on the lighter side. Like there's a watermelon IPA, uh, and then they have a a, a strawberry rose hard cider, um, and so there you can get a beer flight or a cider flight. So, uh, so yeah, those so those are some good options uh, over at the Arbor at the Gardener's Terrace. So that's the first new one, and then the second one we have. Uh, flavorful kitchen hosted by Avent Health. Uh, so there was actually a couple things that stood out for me. What What about you, though? I'm curious. Um, didn't highlight anything, but uh, the Mickey Tart peanut butter mousse with strawberry jam and boba pearls. I love these and boba pearls, so yes. probably <laughs> try that one just for the pearls. I, I I highlighted that one for the exact same reason, the boba pearls. Yes. yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I wanted, I wanted that one, but there was another one there. So that's, so that one is uh, one of the foods the items that you can get. Uh, but they had a beverage, which was a cookie butter worms and dirt beverage. Um, so that's a non-alcoholic beverage. I'm just really curious of how that looks and what it will exactly be like. Um, I think. I think because they're they're getting much more creative with their foods now, and I think they really went with the theme of uh, flower and garden because mm-hmm. of worms and dirt. Um, <laughs> so I'm very excited to see what like this act this actually looks like. Um, but I would love to try that. So yeah, that would be one that I would have to look and see what it looked like before I decided whether or not because it sounds a little questionable to me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Nice. It's kid approved, and I am a big kid, so. Who knows? Oh, that's what the KA stands yeah, for. Yeah, uh, I had to it. <laughs> You know what? I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. So uh, if you look at like the the food and wine list, they'll have because um, a lot of these items. Yeah, which we should mention now. Uh, a lot of these items are vegetarian. They they also specify whether they're gluten free, uh, and then they do have the kid. Um, what was it kid? What does the A stand for kid again? Kid approved. Kid approved. That's right. Yes. That's right. The kid at least approved. that's what the Google says. Okay. And I kind of trust the Google. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, they do list all of those to, if you have any uh, dietary restrictions. So uh, pretty much I think like every, um, every booth, I'll have to do, as we're going through the list, every booth pretty much has uh, a vet, like a vegetarian and a gluten-free option. So yeah, there's usually definitely always someone... gluten-free. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of options for people to try that. So, uh, all right, cool. So, all right, moving on to the next one. So we don't take all night. 
Um, so the Citrus Blossom. Now this one actually had three things that I highlighted that I really want to try. Um, so the first one was the uh, Tuna Tataki with Spicy Uzu Glaze, Mango Avocado, and Papadam Crisp. Uh, I just really like raw tuna, uh, and that's kind of what the tuna tataki is, and it just, I want all of that. <laughs> um, so that was one thing I wanted, and then for the beverages, they have um, uh, a few things. They have a orange cream slushy, which actually will come in a souvenir orange bird sippy uh, sipper cup. Um, so that is a kid-approved one, but I, I want it. So, yes, me too. That's the one I highlighted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's that's the non-alcoholic one, but they kind of have another one, which is an orange sunshine wine slushy. Uh, so I want to try that as well. Um, I'm, I'm orange is like my favorite flavor of anything, uh, so I I want both of those things. <laughs> I wonder if they could put the wine slushy in the orange bird zipper cup. That I, would be I would ask a dream them come to. true. <laughs> yeah, I would totally ask them. Just hey, give me the sippy cup. I don't. I'm gonna call it a sippy cup. It's not a sipper cup. It is a sippy cup. I don't yeah. know why it's a sipper cup. <laughs> I don't know. Just give me the sippy cup and let me put the wine slushy in there. So, uh, all right. So was that the only thing you highlighted on, on yeah. that one? Okay. For that one, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see if the uh, the orange bird sippy cup will be one of those like uh, kind of collectible items. Like people love to get the popcorn buckets. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll that'll be like the new craze oh, to get that I orange bet bird it cup. Will. I really think it will, and especially yeah. since orange bird already is so rare to find in the parks anymore. Oh, that's I true. Think yeah, people will be all over it. All right, guys, don't buy this. Save it for <laughs> us. <laughs> Unless you want to send one to me, that's allowed. <laughs> Cool. So, all right. So Citrus Blossom is done. So the next one is another new one. Um, and this is the Trowel and Trellis hosted by Impossible Foods. Uh, now, I guess Impossible is like they have like the Impossible Burger. Um, I, I, I haven't looked into what the Impossible. This is a branded uh, one. Uh, do you know the company Impossible? I, I should... don't. I wasn't familiar with it. Um. I should have looked it up beforehand. Uh, okay, Impossible Foods. Oh yeah, so that it's pretty much like the biggest thing right now is the Impossible Burger, where it's uh, it, it's doesn't it's a beefless burger, like it tastes like ground beef, but it's not. Um, so the thing that kind of struck, like I didn't really get, is it's this this booth is hosted by Impossible Foods, but there's no Impossible Burger, which kind of I don't know. The only thing they have here is like a a, a meatball. Uh, so I assume that's the meatless meatball, but it doesn't say that it's meatless. It just says meatball. I don't know. This, this one kind of confused me. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't really too blown away by any of the options. So those would be another one that I'd have to see, um, before I committed to buying it. Yeah. So the only, the only thing that kind of did pique, uh, my curiosity was they have, I, I did highlight this. So they have a chocolate pudding terrarium with avocado cream, uh, matcha crumb and pomegranate and baby herbs. I want to see how that's also displayed because it says a, it's it's a terrarium. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, if you don't know what a terrarium is, it's one of those um, uh, kind of glass bowls or like it's like a it's like a, a um, kind of like a small little forest living in this like glass bowl about. Uh, is, am I describing it wrong? I feel like I'm yeah, doing a no, that's job. right. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, it's like a little mini forest within this like glass dome or glass box. It's it's however shape you want it to be. Um, so I was just really interested to see how Disney was going to do the presentation for for that one. Yeah, I definitely see that one being very Instagrammable. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm yeah. That's I, that one. I'm I'm very curious about. So. Um, and then, yeah, they have a lot of different beverages there. Like they have like cold pressed juices, uh, and then they have like a wheat ale. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And you could do like a beer flight over there. So, uh, so that's the trial and trellis hosted by impossible foods. Um, and then, uh, that was actually the last new one. So those, those are the, uh, the four, yeah, four brand new booths. Uh, so now we're going to kind of start making our way around a uh, world showcase. So we're going to kind of start by the entrance, the world showcase. Uh, so the, all of these are returning um, food and uh, beverage carts. So, uh, so the first one we have is La Isle Fresca. Uh, so was there anything that uh, p- piqued your interest over there? Um, for this one, I definitely want to try the sugarcane shrimp skewer. With the steamed rice and coconut lime sauce, that sounded fantastic. Yeah, that one does sound really good. Um, yeah, the only one I picked for this one was actually the Jamaican braised beef with pigeon pea rice and micro cilantro. Uh, I just like braised beef a lot, so this one, um, and I love like the the spices as well. So I really want to try that one. Um, and I'm actually, I didn't read it, but the, the tropical moose cake actually sounds really good. I didn't really read it before, but it's layers of passion fruit cake, coconut mousse, and a tropical fruit glaze with fresh pineapple. That actually sounds really good, and I'm not yeah. reading it until now. Um, yeah, so that you can also get like a food, uh, sorry, a frozen beverage there, which is a tropical freeze with uh, Cruzon mango rum. So they also have a non-alcoholic version if you want to try that, so... Uh, this this one I wasn't too big on. Like I kind of just highlighted the braised beef, so I kind of had something to talk about. But if I had to buy one from that one, I would I would go with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So we're gonna move on next to the Honey Bistro hosted by the Honey uh, the National Honey Board. So again, this one uh, is located in the entrance to World Showcase. This one kind of fell flat for me. Uh, I didn't find it to be too too exciting was there anything that uh that you liked here um i would definitely want to try the honey tandoori chicken flatbread uh with white cheddar cheese shard vegetables clover honey sour cream and micro citrus greens that sounded awesome and i i really like honey um and i feel like all of these items would be the honey would just overpower the flavor and i think that would be really fun to try true oh yeah that one actually reading it back now that one actually does sound pretty good (laughs) um nice yeah so i did highlight one thing which i do really want to try so there's um uh, a non-alcoholic and an alcoholic version of this but it's the honey peach uh sorry the honey peach cobbler freeze um and then if you want the alcoholic version you can get that with blueberry vodka so I really want to try that. Uh, that yes. one sounded really good. Highlighted that one to myself. Perfect. I definitely like that. I think <laughs> that it seems like they're doing a lot of the slushies and the freezes with this one too. For sure. So yeah. That's pretty cool. There is a, a honey wine there, which actually sounds pretty good. The Florida Orange Groves Winery Orange Blossom Honey Wine. Mm. Um, that actually sounds really good. Ooh, even though they have the Brandy Barrel Honey Ale, so there's an ale there as well. Uh. 
All right, cool. So, all right, moving on. We're going to head over to the Pineapple Promenade, which is also in the entrance to World Showcase. Uh, I actually didn't highlight anything on this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounded pretty cool. Um, the only thing I highlighted was the Frozen Dessert Violet Lemonade, because I know that the Violet Lemonade is all of the craze from the Flower and Garden Festival. Oh, really? I think so. I have yet to try it. I, I haven't, you know... I've seen photos of it, but I haven't tried it. So I, I would try it just because I feel like I have to. Okay. But other than that, yeah, it kind of was a miss for me. Yeah, same. The The only thing they have there is a spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney and plantain chips. Uh, and I feel like the hot dog just wouldn't be any good. So, yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there really wasn't much there. So that one, sorry, that's kind of boring to me. So. All right, so now we're heading into World Showcase. We're going to go into Mexico. Um, now, this one I was really excited about, the food. They only have a couple options for food. But, all right, bear with me because this has a lot on it. <laughs> but I, I marked this one because out of everything that I had read through for all the menus, this is the one option that I wanted the most. So if I had to pick a number one, this is what I would want to get. Um so this is the beef torta. It's braised beef served on a crispy sourdough roll with queso, uh, avocado, pickled onions, and jalapenos, and it's all in a spicy habanero sauce. Uh, so to me, that just sounds absolutely amazing, and I want it so bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Did you did you highlight any in this one? Yeah, I pretty much highlighted all, it all. Um, I, I know Mexico always comes through and it's always one of my favorite ones to try but yeah the braised braised beef one was definitely top of my list here nice yeah i i i really like i went the past two years in march uh and i if this was a menu uh, an item on the menu last year i'm just really upset that i had missed it so uh and before this i was trying i was trying to remember what i ate uh for the past couple of years, but I because I wanted to talk about it on the show, but I honestly couldn't remember anything except for like a couple things, and and I usually I take photos of all my food and I didn't at all, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's a shame, but um, but yeah, so Mexico they actually have some really awesome drinks too. Uh, you you can get like some sangria and margaritas, of course, so they have specialty cocktails that you can try as well, so. Um, all right, so we are moving on to the Lotus House in China. So do you have anything uh, picked out here? Um, for this, the food was kind of basic to me. It didn't really stand out as much as anything, you know, like the other ones do. Um, but the beverages, they have a panda bubble tea, which is classic milk tea with black and white bobas, again with the bobas. Um, but I love, love, love bubble tea. So I would absolutely have to try this one. Nice. Yeah. So I was going to highlight that one because, again, I'm a big fan of bubble tea, but I highlighted two others instead that I want to try slightly more. Um, so I'm a big fan. Whenever we order like just Chinese food, I love crab rangoon. Um, and that's kind of what the house made crab and cheese wontons. I'm pretty sure that's got to be the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. um, so do you know, have you ever had crab rangoon before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely big fan. Yeah, it's like my favorite menu on if I order from Chinese. It's it's the favorite my favorite thing. So I would definitely have to try that. Um, and then for the beverages, they actually have a kung fu punch, which is vodka, triple sec, mango syrup, and orange juice. 
Um, so I'd really want to try that. So yeah, pretty excited about that one. Um, cool. All right. So moving on, we're now going into Germany. So uh, was there anything on your list that uh, you were excited about? Um, for this one, the potato pancakes both sounded pretty good. Uh, I like the one with the caramelized ham, onions, and an herb sour cream. That one just kind of seems very German to me. Um, and I would definitely want to try that one. And also the strudel, the cheese strudel with mixed berries sounds perfect. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned all three of those because I don't, I didn't want any of them. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I'm just not a fan of potato pancakes. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like they're just very boring and with sour cream and applesauce. It just, I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> see the point in it. I think it's one of the most boring foods ever i love food but but they have another food item on this menu which i was really excited about and that was the uh toasted pretzel bread that was topped with black forest ham and melted gruyere cheese uh so i i really want to try that one that one sounds amazing and it's not something boring like a potato pancake with applesauce <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I do agree that actually the, the strudel with the mixed berries does sound pretty good. So I won't I won't lie there. Um, and then, of course, they have like their regular beers. Nothing nothing crazy over there. So I always like to get the Schaufferhofer, I'm probably saying it wrong, the, the grapefruit beer that they yeah, have. Yeah, they actually sell that in stores around me too. I saw it a while back and I was like wait a second this is yeah. the same beer I could get in Epcot this yeah. is cool <laughs> yeah no it's 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 really common um what's great about it is it's it's great and it's actually low in alcohol content so you can have a lot of those if you want yes. <laughs> they're very very tasty yeah no they're 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 excellent I love them um all right so moving on to Italy so I actually didn't highlight anything on this one um did you did you uh like anything here um the only thing I highlighted was one of the beverages, the frozen Italian margarita with limoncello and tequila. Sounds really, really sweet um, and refreshing. So I would probably want to try that. But the food itself, again, just kind of seems pretty normal. Nothing really stood out. Now that you say the limoncello and tequila one, I actually, I'm pretty sure we did have that last year. Yeah? Uh, yeah, because the word of limoncello stuck out and it's bringing my foggy memory back. Uh, and I remember, I remember it being good. So I do remember that. Awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was really nothing here that I was, I was that excited about. So, um, okay, cool. So we are going to move over into the American adventure. Um, now I actually have a story that I want to tell that happened last year. Uh, and it's, it's it's a kind of a long story, but bear with me. But it's 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 probably my favorite one of my favorite stories from my trip that happened last year because it was a really cool, uh, it was a really funny experience with a cast member and also a really cool experience with a family. And then something kind of cool happened. So, <laughs> uh, right. so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the beginning. Um, so it was just my wife and I. We were uh, waiting online for test track. Um. You're familiar with the queue for Test Track, right? Yeah. Okay, so we, you know the one room before the design studio where you, the cast members place the guests onto numbers for mm -hmm. your station at the design studio? Yeah. Okay, so we were the first, like we were cut off 
at, at one point, and we were literally the first ones in the section before waiting to get placed onto a number. So we, my wife and I were standing there, and there were some cast members off to the side. They had all, they had already placed everyone onto a number, uh, and they, they were just kind of hanging out, waiting for the, the, the room to clear. And I, I, I was just kind of eavesdropping, and the cast member, he probably shouldn't have been talking about this out loud, but he was just kind of saying about how this one guest was like pretty rude to him. Uh, and he was telling the cast members of like what this lady was saying. Um, apparently she was like confused about like he was he was putting her and her family onto the, the numbers. Uh, but she was confused about it. And at the end of it, he, uh, she had said to him, well, that's just stupid. So I heard I heard the cast member kind of tell the story and I heard him say that. So uh, sure enough, time passes and then it's our turn to get put on to um, a number. So what happens? That guy, he places us on number one. So it's that same guy that was telling the story who I just overheard. He places us on a number. So when he places us on the number, what do you think I said to him? Well, that's just stupid. Yes, I said that to the guy, and he started cracking up because, like, he he could tell I was being very sarcastic about it, uh, in a in a very like friendly, playful tone. But the guy, he seemed like a little embarrassed, but he was he was cracking up. Oh. He, he he thought it was hilarious. So, so again, we were one, we were literally the first person to get placed on an, a tile. So we had to wait for the whole room to get put on their numbers, um, and then. Uh, about I guess like five minutes goes by the guy comes back and he hands us a a rider swap pass to ride test track again because he he I guess he just found it to be hilarious and it just made his day <laughs> that he handed us a rider swap pass so we yeah so we could ride test track again um, so pretty much instead of like a fast pass we could just use that to uh, to go ride it so okay so now how I'm tying this into the American adventure uh, and the the next food and beverage kiosk that we're going to talk about, which is the Smokehouse. Uh, and this has a lot of barbecue and brews. Um, so we were standing in line for this key, uh, food booth and there was a family of three behind us. It was like a, a father and um, a father and mother and then a daughter who's probably like maybe 16 or 17 years old. Um, and we get to talking with them and my wife and I were talking, they were real friendly. They like, they were super, they were so excited to be at Disney. Like they were just having a blast. Um, and my wife and I were kind of, we were looking at our time and we weren't sure if we were going to ride the test track again. And there was rider swap was up to three people. Um, so what we did, we didn't really need to ride test track again. So we actually gave them a rider swap, uh, pass. Oh, nice! Yeah, so they were super excited, super happy. Um, they were, yeah, they were very happy about it. So, last part of the story is so now I'm gonna kind of read through the food menu for the smokehouse. So they have uh, a shredded beef brisket uh, with smoked tomato, uh, smoked potato, chorizo fondue, and some relish, and then they have uh, beef brisket burnt ends with a smoked pelly smore, smoked. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> Smoked pork belly slider um, with chorizo, garlic sausage, cheddar fondue, house-made pickle. And then they also have a pulled pig slider with coleslaw. So we actually ordered the beef brisket and the the, uh, the burnt ends. So 
I guess Karma was looking out for us that day because they accidentally, Disney accidentally, accidentally made a pulled pig slider as well with our order. So we actually got a free little slider with our, oh, yes. with our order. So there you go. Yeah, it was just, it was kind of like a crazy weird story, but it's my favorite story that I have from my trip last year. And it was just, uh, it was a weird series of events. So yeah, yeah. Um, but that was my story and I need to take a breath. So oh, gosh. <laughs> you do some talking now. Was there anything you were excited about at the smokehouse or do you have any thoughts on my story? Uh, loved your story. Love that Disney magic karma, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's uh, that's really funny. Um, yeah. as far as the items in this, um, in the smokehouse here, I highlighted them all. They all sound fantastic. The beef brisket burnt ends, um, with the smoked pork belly slider sounds phenomenal. Um, and the dessert they have there is a warm chocolate cake with bourbon salted caramel sauce and spiced pecans. Um, and I know I said earlier that I usually don't do the desserts, but this is definitely one, no matter how hot it would be, I would definitely try this warm chocolate cake because it sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, we did try all three of the menu items but, but our, and we didn't try the cake. All three of them were fantastic. Like they, I remember them because of the story. I remember them the most, but I do remember them being really, really good. Um, and from what I also remember from last year was the American... Uh, or the smokehouse had the longest line out of all of them. Like, I just remember it would kind of stretch very, very far. And I don't remember any line being longer than, than the <laughs> smokehouse. Um, totally worth it. Definitely try it. Um, uh, I, do, I, I do remember I'm a big fan of burnt ends and oof, the burnt ends were fantastic. So nice. Well, I will definitely put that on my list to get this sign. Yeah, do it. It's, you won't, you won't be disappointed and make sure you get that warm chocolate cake that you want. Yes, so absolutely. And, uh, for the beverages they I was just reading through this again, they have a maple bacon stout. That just sounds really different. I think I'd have to try that too. Maple yeah. bacon. If you're into those dark <laughs> beers, yeah, definitely. Try yeah. It. Sounds different. Cool. All right. So I'm realizing that we are almost at an hour. So um, I'm going to try to run. Th I just had a really long story. So we'll try to run through <laughs> these uh, a bit faster because I don't want to take up too much time. Um, so the next stop we have, I lost my place. We are at uh, Hanami, which is in Japan. Uh, so actually, one of the biggest and most probably the most popular items here is the Frushi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it's the fruit sushi. So it's fresh pineapple, strawberry with melon, and it's rolled in coconut rice, and it's topped with whipped cream, berry drizzle, and toasted coconut. Have to get you have to get it. I remember I had it last year. It was amazing. It was yeah. so. Have you? Oh yeah, you haven't I, been there. No, before. I haven't tried it, and I want to so bad. I'm a big sushi fan in general. Mark, so mark it on your list sushi. and get three of them. It, three of them? Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, Not excessive. It's worth it, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's worth it. So, uh, this is actually a pretty small um, menu options for this one. Uh, so, did you have anything else on this list? No, just the Furushi would probably be the only thing I would try. It's the only thing you need. So yeah. Just, yeah, just do that. <laughs> unless, you, unless you need some sake to... to <laughs> not, not a, a fan? sake fan. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will pass on that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next up, we have the Taste of Marrakesh. Um, this is another pretty small option, but I remember last year. So one of my one of my favorite desserts is baklava, and they have a walnut honey baklava. It's and again, that was amazing. Really, really good. 
Uh, highly recommend the baklava if you haven't had that. It's just nice and crispy. Uh, there's a nice crunch to it, and it's it's sticky too. It's with the honey. It's 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 great. Are, are you a fan of baklava? I am. Yeah, I definitely would want to try that one. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely recommend you do that as well. So, I mean, all of these are pretty close within each other. Um, I guess that's why I don't remember eating anything else but the America, America uh, Morocco, and Japan because I had all these. They're all pretty, really close to each other. So, mm-hmm. um, so was there anything else you highlighted on on Morocco? Taste the Marrakesh. Um, the dessert rose, the sparkling wine topped with pomegranate liqueur. That sounded pretty good. I'd probably try it. I do like sparkling one a lot, so I'd probably be interested in trying that one. Nice. I'm not sure how it would be with the pomegranate liqueur, so. Okay. Sounds interesting. Sounds good. Um, so the next one is it's called Florida Fresh, and this is actually located between Morocco and France. Uh, nothing really stood out for me um, for this one. Uh, they do have a watermelon cucumber slushy with gin, which I'm actually kind of curious to try. Uh, they also have a non-alcoholic version as well without the gin. So uh, was there anything yeah. that stood out here for you? Just the watermelon cucumber slushy for me too. Um, it, it sounds interesting. Watermelon cucumber. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't think, I don't know. I I really want to try it because it sounds interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I would like it, but I just I want it for some reason. So, right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, nothing nothing too crazy there. Um, so hopefully I say this right. This next one is the Fleur de Lis, uh, which is in France. Um, I mostly didn't highlight any of them because I can't say any of them, uh, and I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> Um, but if, if I had to choose one, I, I do like braised duck. So they have like a braised duck confit with tomatoes and olives on polenta. And I'm a huge fan of polenta. So I'd probably try that. Oh, and they do have macaroon lollipops. So Yes, that would definitely be on my list. The macaroon lollipop. That's the one I highlighted. Perfect. Anything else in that menu or just that one? Um, pretty much that one. The La Vie and Rose frozen slushy sounded pretty good, which the um, Gregus vodka orange the saint germain liqueur and then white and red cranberry juice oh that um, one actually i think it, sounds like it has are... a lot in it but it, it sounds fantastic yeah that does, oh that sounds amazing actually yeah reading that now that does sound really good i'm thinking that might be a return too because i feel like i've or maybe no, reused I, it at a different festival i do i do definitely remember that last year because i do remember yeah. reading yeah no that was definitely a thing from last year um all right, cool. So Northern Bloom, do you have anything? Northern Bloom is located in Canada. Do you have anything highlighted over there? Uh, didn't have anything here. No, nothing really stood out. Seemed all pretty kind of normal. So I love I love maple anything. Uh, so Canada, they sell a lot of the maple syrup. So a lot of these menu items do have maple in them. So the two I highlighted were the griddled maple pound cake with warm peach compote. Am I saying that right? Compote mm-hmm. and sweet corn <laughs> and sweet corn gelato, featuring Burton's. Burton's. I can't talk anymore. Jeez, Burton's maple syrup. Um, so yeah, the pound cake sounds fantastic. I want to try that. And then they have an alcoholic version and a non-alcoholic version of the maple popcorn shake. So kind of want to try that. So yeah. sounds different. No, yeah. I'm not sure how a popcorn shake would be. <laughs> I don't know either, but I want it. So there yeah. you go. 
Uh, all right, so we're kind of winding down now. So we're out of World Showcase. Uh, well, not I'm not completely out of it, but we're going to the refreshment port, uh, which is uh, they don't. I don't know if they have a separate kiosk, but the refreshment port is always there, which is between Canada and the World Showcase entrance. Uh, the one thing I highlighted there was the coffee-rubbed pork poutine with barbecue demi-glaze sauce, fire-roasted corn relish, and cheese curds. I'm, I love poutine so much. Uh, did Are you a fan of poutine at all? Yes, big, big fan of poutine. Definitely would want to try this, too. Okay, yeah. The, the, I hate, the only beverage they have there is a Bloody Mary, and I hate, ugh, I hate Bloody Marys. Oh, yeah. I love Bloody Marys. Really? Oof, I can't yeah. do it. I don't know how I'd want it. In the middle of the day at Epcot, it's more of a brunch thing. So, true. not well, sure I would actually. If you get, get there it. for opening, you could get oh, that's it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And it's an excuse to drink before noon. You know, <laughs> Bloody Mary, so it's breakfast, right? Yeah. Um, and don't forget, <laughs> if you're at the refreshment port, get a cronut because that's one of the best desserts on property. So there you go. And then speaking of cronuts, it's like my transition there. Yeah. Uh, so Taste Track. Uh, Taste Track is a booth that uh, is usually open throughout a lot of the festivals. Um, so this is no different. Uh, there is a food option there is the Violet Blueberry Vanilla Croissant Donut. So uh, have, have you had the, the cronuts there? Disney can't, yes. technically can't call them the cronuts, but they're croissant donuts. Croissant donuts. And they're cronuts enough. Yeah. yeah. I So... Um, I had them during the arts festival last year. Um, not the violet blueberry vanilla one. I can't remember. There was like a tuna tartare one, I believe. Um, yeah, I love them. They're so good and would absolutely need to try this one. Sounds very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Cronuts are my thing. Um, so yeah, they just have, so the last couple ones, uh, one of them is the Joffrey's coffee and tea carts. Um, and now a lot of these, they just have, uh, there's four carts located throughout, uh, the park. So there's one in future world, East Canada showcase Plaza and the America adventure in each of these have different drinks and they actually all sound pretty good. Uh, do you want to kind of run through those quickly for us? Yeah, sure. So, um, the one that I just find very funny is called is the one in the showcase plaza called goose on the loop <laughs> yeah <laughs> which just makes me giggle <laughs> um and that one is the frozen passion fruit and lecitron vodka topped with iced tea um the other one is petal to the meadow which is a frozen cappuccino topped with vodka and kalua which would definitely be on my list um yep. i love all of those things for sure canada you have a cold clover which is the cold brewed coffee with Irish cream syrup topped with Bailey's. Yep, I need that. Um, okay. I'm not a big fan of the cold brew coffee, so I'm not Ooh, sure if I would really? test that one. Oh, I, I, I love like iced coffees, but the cold brew coffee is a little, I don't know. It needs a little bit more gotcha. sugar to it. So maybe that one with the Irish cream would be good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, the, yeah, the American Venture then has Bees Buzz, and it's the frozen lemonade and coconut syrup with pineapple rum. Cool. Uh, yeah, so all of those actually, I would want to try each and every one of those. They all sound really good. Um, but yeah, so the last, the last couple, we just, I'm not really going to go through them. Um, but, uh, they have a funnel cake option. Uh, I don't really know where that's going to be located, but it's a key lime funnel cake topped with graham cracker and whipped cream. Uh, I don't know exactly where that's going to be, but that sounds good. And then I think there's usually a funnel cake 
actual like a permanent funnel cake place is it in the american adventure kind of like right on the side of the american adventure i wonder if it would be there uh i mean i guess I that would, yeah that would probably make the most sense but yeah that's i'm not sure think. yeah so that's probably one um and then Block and Hans, which is always in the American Adventure. Um, they just have different brew, uh, breweries that will be there. You can get beer flights. Um, and then that's pretty much that's pretty much it. So, yeah, we ran through them all. So, yeah, yeah hopefully, um, hopefully you guys were not listening to this on an empty stomach. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully we did a good job at kind of going through these and maybe made you excited about some of the different food options. Um, so if you had to choose like your number one item, Katie, like what do you think it would be? Wow, gosh. Um, would probably have to take your recommendation and tr- go with the Frushi. I mean, I- I've missed it. I've seen in all of these pictures and everyone talks about it. So the, the Frushi would definitely be my, if I had to have one thing, it would be Frushi. Nice. Yeah, you, I definitely can't go wrong there. It's, it's, it's great. So... Uh, and like I said earlier, mine would be the beef torta over in Mexico. So if I had to get one thing, it would be that. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's it. We ran on through all of them. Um, was there, do you think there was anything we missed at all? Any other information that we could probably give out about the festivals? Um, any other tips Um, we could probably give out? I mean, I think we covered it. I guess the only other tip I had is. You know, if you have an annual pass or park hopper option, um, don't try to do this all in one day. You will get tired and you won't be able to try everything because you just physically won't be able to eat that much. Yeah. Um, so if you have the ability to go multiple days, there's nothing wrong with just popping, you know, even if you start your day at Magic and then take monorail, monorail over to Epcot for, you know, a lunch and afternoon kind of snack, you could pop over anywhere else too. So I would... I definitely recommend not trying to do it all in one day. If you have to, it's, I think it's doable, but you probably would just have to be a little bit more strict about what you buy and where you get it from. And you'd probably be walking around the showcase quite a few times <laughs> to make sure you catch everything. And, you know, if you get something in, in uh, Mexico and then want to try something in China, you might not be finished eating it yet. So definitely try to spread it out as much as possible. No, yeah, that's definitely a great tip. Um, I think my my last one to kind of add on to that is don't like if you're if you're going to the fest if like say you're just going once because you're on your your yearly trip. Um, I wouldn't it, I wouldn't make a dining reservation if you're here solely for the festival and you want to try the foods because uh, you you will fill up whenever you try these snacks. I mean, you could walk around the park all day and just kind of go from one to the next. Uh, so my suggestion is maybe don't don't do a dining reservation. Just kind of the 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 restaurants will always be there. The uh, the festival will not. It's only a limited time. So try out these food booths. Um, just set your budget and then see how much you want to spend. So uh, I mean, for for instance, like with us, we usually set a budget about like a hundred dollars. We like we we don't really want to spend any more than a hundred bucks because we know that's we're going to Epcot for that reason. Um, so that's usually what we do and for like a couple. So, uh, and you definitely get your money's worth. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And they might seem like little bites, but in my experience, most of them are usually pretty decent size. Oh, agreed. Yeah. And they're pretty good value. Most of them. Not yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Most no, I, yeah. I definitely feel for the most part, they are on the bigger side. I mean, there were, there's definitely some where I'm, I feel like I got a little gypped, but like it's, they're filling. 
um mm-hmm. so you yeah you can't go wrong so uh all right well i think i think that's gonna do it right i think that's it yeah. so well guys I, I hope you enjoyed the um flower and garden festival preview uh, we hopefully we gave you guys enough information to want to visit uh and then katie again thank you so much for coming on another episode so yeah absolutely it was so much fun now i have to go eat a snack <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm actually pretty hungry myself which i'm probably gonna do the same so yeah. all right katie well thanks for coming again and uh, have a good night All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys learned a little bit about the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, hopefully, some of you are taking a trip there at some point this spring, and uh, maybe you'll want to try some of the things that Katie and I had talked about today. Um, and again, if you want to follow Katie, if you can actually find her over on Instagram. Her Instagram account is Magically Mootsy. Uh, Mootsy is Z-I-E. Uh, and I will, again, link her uh, Instagram account in the show notes so you guys can easily find her. Katie, thanks again for joining me on the show today. I know we discussed uh, at some point. You'll probably be back on later, uh, maybe in like a month or so. So we got some things planned. But, um... But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, if please do so. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you can, rate and review the show. It'll really help uh, give the, the show a bit more exposure. I really would appreciate it. Uh, you can easily find us over at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow me on social media. Um, uh, it's uh, Excess Press Podcast. You can find us there on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and if you have any like questions that you want to be uh, that you want to have answered on future shows, you can send that o- uh, send those over to excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to send a voice message to me and have that answered on the show, you can do that as well. Just use the the voice memo or voice reminder app in your uh, phone, and you can email that over to excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we'll have another interview with a cast member show. And if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, please just, uh, just, just send me an email. Reach out to me to any way possible, and uh, we'll be sure to uh, get you on a future episode. But, uh, but that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.